How's everybody today? On that second Christmas party, all the men can wear their pajamas. Yeah, so you don't feel left out with it. You know, the ones with the feet. Anyway, not really. Don't come with your pajamas. We, we don't want to see that. <clears throat> Certain things that need to be kept secret at home. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> well, how thankful is everybody today? Amen. It's a great, it's been a great month and really <clears throat> happy with all the participation and everybody posting. And I tell you, like I've said over and over again, <clears throat> you can be a grump and a grouch and complain all the time, and that gets off on people. Or you can be thankful and have a good attitude and, and be grateful for the things in your life or the things that are going on, and that gets off on people, you know? So either the positive or the negative will affect other people's lives. And I don't know about you, but I, I, want, to be, I, want, I want to be guilty of contaminating people with a grateful heart. Amen? Amen? And, and, and it, it's contagious. And we've got to embrace it and really understand it. Not just a 26-day challenge that you really work hard at trying to figure out something to be thankful for every day. But from here on, even past 26 days, into the next day, the 27th and the 28th and the next year, and, and, and all that God has done for you. And, and the more we're grateful the more grateful we become. And, and we begin to look for, for things to be grateful for because there's so much we have to be thankful for every day of our lives. I mean, to be able to live in the United States of America, we need to be grateful for. Can you say amen to that? I, I don't know if you've been out of this country before. How many have ever been out of the United States? Lift your hands. There's a number of people that have been out of the United States. I've been out of the United States a number of different times. And uh, it's fun to travel, but man, it's great to come back to this country. I'm telling you, it, it, there's just there's something that is amazing about this nation. And, and I tell you what, we've got some issues in this country. We've got some stuff that's going on. We've got things that have got to be worked out, but this is a great nation. And, and you know why it's great? Because you're here. And it's great because I'm here. And it's great because we're here. And, and we're here to make a difference and to be a difference in people's lives. And to do that, we have to have a thankful heart. And so, <clears throat> my series that we've taught this whole month on the great state of gratitude. It's a state of mind. Being grateful is something that you have to develop. And if you're not working on it on a daily basis, you'll go the other way. I promise you. If you're not working on being grateful every day, you'll go the other way. Because there's too much around you that will contaminate you if you don't guard your heart. There's something about a grateful heart and the power of a grateful heart that affects people's lives. Well, the last couple of services, and again today, we've been talking about the, the, the power of a thankful prayer. And, and the Bible is full of praying with thankfulness, about coming before God with 
a thankful heart, thanking Him for how great He is and not coming before Him begging Him to change situations that are not right around us. That's not the way to approach God. I mean, you can approach God if you don't know God, and you can approach God if you're ignorant about how to approach God, and you can beg Him and and He'll take whatever He can get. But that's not what produces the power because He wants us to be a people that are grown up and that grow up and mature and develop our hearts and be able to come before Him and thank Him for how great He is no matter how anything else looks. No matter what anything else looks like around us. It doesn't matter. God's bigger. And there's nothing that can stop His blessing getting to you except you. No devil in hell can stop the blessing of God from coming to you. The only thing that can stop God's God's whole nature and His desire for you is you. And when we have an ungrateful and an unforgiving heart and attitude in life because we won't work and develop our life in God, then what happens is our actions and reactions push the blessing and the promises of God away. Well, we don't want that to happen. Can you say amen? We're not going to allow that to happen. So, I really want you to take to heart the things that we've shared this month and and how important it is. And for the the next few days as we lead up to actual Thanksgiving in, in our 26th day, just remember to continue to go before God with thanksgiving and continue to be thankful. All the things that you've posted and that you've, or maybe you put pictures up if you're not on social media or, or whatever you've done. Just remember all the things that you've been grateful and thankful for and just let those things continue. And look for the good in people and not the bad. Look for, look for how great people are. Everybody sitting in here today and everybody on planet earth today was created in the image of God. So God never made a mistake with people. There's not any mistakes out there. It doesn't matter. It may look like there is, but there's no mistakes. And there's something good in everybody and everything. The Bible says that the love of God is constantly working and active in believing the best in everybody. That's what the love of God does. Well, what happens is when love isn't ruling in me, and thankfulness isn't developing in me, then I won't do that. Love will, but I won't. And God wants His love in me so that when love is manifested in me and a grateful heart is on the inside of me, then I'll do what God does. The Bible says God is love. And love is kind and it believes the best and it endures to the end of everything and every situation. But you and I won't if it's not working in us. But if the love of God and the gratefulness of God and the thankfulness in our heart and we have that established heart and that, that, set, that set mind, that mind that is set and stayed on God, then we'll react the same way. And the Bible is just full of it. So today, we're going to look at a couple of our foundation scriptures. Psalm 100 that we've started with every, every service. <clears throat> Psalm 100. Make a joyful shout or a noise to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made you. It is He who made you. I don't know why. Every time I read that, I feel like i got to stop on that. 
and, and remind you. He made you. You didn't make yourself. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. And be thankful to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good and His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. Let's pray. Father, we just thank You for this awesome day. For Your presence, Lord. Thank You for the Holy Spirit in each and every one of us causing us to be aware of You, to be thankful and grateful for You. Today, Lord, as I bring this Word that You've given me, I thank You that the Word penetrates every heart and that people are different and not the same when they leave here today as when they came in. That Your Word increases in them and that great desires in each and every one of them to do what You desire for them grows every day. We bless you, we honor you today, and we give you praise. And everybody said, Amen, amen. and Amen. Um, so the other foundation scripture is, is uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16. 16, 17, and 18. It says, Rejoice always. Verse 17 says, Pray without ceasing. And verse 18 says, And in all things give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. It's God's will. It's His will for your life to give thanks. In other words, you were programmed to give thanks. I like that. God programmed you. When He made you, He made you to give thanks. He didn't make, he didn't make you to complain. He didn't make you to look for the bad in people. He didn't create you to, to look and have a negative bend in your life. He created you to be positive. He created you to be forgiving. And He created you with a thankful heart. He programmed you. He, he, he developed and established you in thankfulness. And, and we've got to continue to live that way and be that way and exist in life that way because it's His will for our life. Some people may say, well, you know, well, well you know, I, I just don't know the will of God for my life. Well, if you start there, if you start rejoicing always so there's no room or reason to do anything else other than rejoice because there's no time for anything else, if you pray without ceasing and in all things you give thanks, in all things you give thanks, then the rest of His plan and purpose for your life will evolve. But if we don't develop a thankful heart, then a lot of things will be pressed aside and pressed back and keep from happening and manifesting in our lives because without, without the connection to what has been programmed in our life, we won't function right. Some, sometimes we think, well, I just need more money. But if you're not programmed, if you're not walking in the program that He has set up, just more money will ruin you. Well, I just, need to, I just need more of this. I just need a better job. If I could just do this or that. Yeah, but if you're not grateful and thankful, you're not, you're not connected to the program that will produce what you need. So we have to practice developing on a day-to-day -day basis a grateful and a thankful heart. So... We're going to do a little exercise today, so 
Everybody like to stand up? Everybody stand up real quick. <clears throat> and now, sit back down. Okay, I just want you to practice, because you're going to have to do that about five times, okay? You're just going to have to stand, and you're going to have to say something, and then you'll sit back down, okay? Five times through this message over the next three hours, okay? Are, are, are you all ready? Okay. I'm just playing. So, um, <clears throat> the power of a, of a thankful prayer, understanding, as we've said in, in a couple of these messages, how important it is to see thankfulness as a weapon that you use against unthankfulness, ungratefulness, unforgiveness. You use thankfulness and forgiveness as a weapon against the things that are fired at you. The enemy will fire things at you through other people. I'm going to say it again. The enemy will come against you through other people's lives like a weapon. And he's given us a weapon. God has given us a weapon to shut down those other weapons. And remember, the only power that the enemy has, never forget this. The Bible is very clear that the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. The only ability into your life that the enemy has is what you give him from the lack of understanding of God's Word. What you give him is the only access he has in. So the bombs or the darts or the bullets or the things that are fired at you are fired at you as a result of him thinking you don't know what rightfully belongs to you. And if you don't know what rightfully belongs to you, then those, those weapons and, and, and the artillery can penetrate you and it feels like you've been shot. It feels like you've been run over. It feels like something has attacked you and hurt you because of the fact that we don't know what rightfully belongs to us. I'm telling you today, when you realize that it's His will for you to give thanks in all things, not because of things, but in the midst of things. Not because something bad happened, but in the midst of something attacking you, you go to God and thanking Him based on promises that are bigger than what you see, feel, and hear. That's what shuts down the enemy. And you and I have to take that responsibility every day of practicing and developing that thankful and that grateful heart. Because when it's developed is where everything else in your life evolves. And remember, it's a weapon. So, today I'm going to read... In the next little bit, I'm going to read four passages of Scripture that talk about being thankful and grateful and forgiving. And I want you to see something in each of these passages. Um, I want to start with 2 Corinthians chapter 2. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. 
For to this end I also wrote. The Amplified there says, and for this was my purpose in writing to you. That I might put you to the test whether you are obedient in all things. Now, whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. This is Paul in his letter to the church at Corinth. And he said, for indeed, I have forgiven anything. I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are, we are not ignorant of his devices. Lest Satan take advantage of us for what? Because of unforgiveness and ungratefulness and unthankfulness where we're not grateful and thankful and forgiving. We open the door, and then His devices work. Everybody say, His devices. That word's translated weapons. So then His weapons can penetrate because I'm not actively thanking God for how great He is. How many took the challenge, the simple, simple, simple little challenge this month that I gave you if you were here in the first couple of messages where I just said, before your feet touch the ground, just say thank you, Jesus. I'm I'm telling you, I, I challenged you in that and I did that, I think, every morning because I, a lot of times I do it anyway, but I did it every morning, and it started my day with gratefulness. Just thank you, Jesus. Before your feet touched the ground out of bed, Jesus, I thank you. It just, it just does something with your mind, because if you don't do that, and you wake up and you had a bad dream and you feel you've been run over by a truck, and, and you feel frustrated, and fears tried to grip you because of whatever reason. See, the enemy works in darkness and night, and so a lot of times we can wake up with fear thoughts or fear emotion, or you just feel something, just like it's on you. And if you give in to that, the first words out of your mouth a lot of times will be, oh, man, I hate this day. Oh, I don't want this day. Oh, I don't want to do this. Why do I have to even get up? Oh, I just wish I, wish I had a different job. Oh, I wish I had this and that and the other. So that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to voice those kind of things. And the more you voice it, the more of an avenue and access that he has into our lives. See? <clears throat> and if you start the day out without thankfulness, then moaning and groaning and complaining most of the time will lead to thoughts about someone else that's irritating the crud at it. This coming week is Thanksgiving, and you know, it's time for families gathering and all that, you know, and you watch a lot of commercials about Thanksgiving and Christmas, and all the families are having great times, but you know, there's some horror stories in Thanksgiving and Christmas with families. I mean, there's just some horror stories at times. I mean, just some people hate each other. They don't, they don't want to come. They don't want to whatever, you know, and so, <clears throat> you know, maybe all month long as you've been grateful and thankful and you've had some issues with family or somebody you know, in the, in the family realm, what, what a great opportunity to practice every day. 
Lord, I, I, I thank you for Thanksgiving. I thank you for my family, and I thank you for Uncle Billy Bob. I'm going to see him on Thursday or Wednesday or whenever time he comes, and I just thank you for him. And you know, God's really good with you saying, you know what, I really don't like him, but I thank you for him. He, he irritates the crud out of me, but I thank you for him. I don't like the way he looks, but I thank you for him. I don't like his attitude and the way he talks to everybody, but Lord, I just begin to thank you for him. I mean, God's good with you, being honest with him. It'd be better to talk to God about that than go tell everybody else about that and stir up all kinds of strife and division with the family. I'm just saying, it's the will of God for you to what? In all things, give thanks. Not because of all things. Not because of all the horrible years with Uncle Billy Bob. You understand? Not all that. Not thanking for how bad things have been. Oh, Lord, I just thank you for how bad that is. I'm sure it's going to be bad again. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No. In spite of everything, giving thanks to the promises of God because the power of a thankful prayer changes things. Look what the Apostle Paul was telling, verse 12. Furthermore, when I came to you at Tros to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened to me by the, by the Lord, uh, the, the Amplified says an opportunity was opened for me by the Lord, I had no rest in my spirit because I did not find Titus my brother, but taking my leave of them, I departed to Macedonia, in verse 14, he says this, Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us, ooh, I love the way the New, the New King James uses this word. Look at that word. What does it say? It diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. It diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So, let's just say that Let's just say this is a dirty trash can, and it stinks. And I come along, and it's smelling, and I've got a can of fragrance. Now, when I smelled that trash can in the beginning, it smelled horrible. Right? Then Randy walks up and says, man, it smells good in here. Mm, man. You don't know what it smelled like. See, but I don't have to tell him that. Why? Because I let off some fragrance that got rid of the nastiness. And how do you get rid of the nastiness where issues are concerned? By giving thanks. Hmm? So what I'm doing is... I'm giving thanks to God. I'm giving thanks to God. And what's being released? The fragrance of the knowledge and the promises of God around and over all the people around. 
The situations that are around, the, the situations that seemed impossible in the past, there's change. Things are changing. Why? Because of me. Shh. What smelled and was nasty, was difficult, was hard, difficult situation. Now, I'm not saying anybody in here has any family issues with Thanksgiving. But just in case anybody did, you have five days to practice. If you haven't been practicing, you have five days to practice on Uncle Billy Bob. Or break it down into any other situation that you have going on, not just this week, but next week and next year and the years to come. What can happen in people's lives if we, if I take responsibility for developing every day a thankful and a grateful heart? What happens is I have a can of sweet smelling aroma and fragrance that's super glued to my hand that'll never leave. So anywhere there's an ugly situation, a smelly situation, a difficult situation, I begin to thank God. Father, I thank you for your greatness. Father, I just thank you for Uncle Billy Bob. Lord, I, I just pray for conviction in his heart. Lord, I just pray for your peace over him. I, I just thank you that he would get to know you. And What would happen? See, the deal is, most people don't know because most people won't pray. It's easier, it's easier to complain. It's easier to talk bad. It's easier to be frustrated and live frustrated and be able to vent. You, you realize what venting is. It's releasing. So if I've got something on me and I go to Dale and I vent and kind of vomit all over Dale, then I feel better and Dale feels like somebody just threw up all over him. See, and we can stop that when we take all this stuff to God. God doesn't care if you vomit on Him. Vomit all day long. It doesn't affect Him at all. In fact, He wants you to come to Him, come boldly before His throne of grace and if you'll take stuff that you feel and you'll really take it to God, He'll take it from you. And then He'll empower you with what needs to be there. So in other words, we're, we're, in, the, we're in the midst of the great exchange. We're exchanging junk that we have, okay, with how great God is. But we've got to, we've got to be the person that sets that up and, and, and enables God to have His way in our life. You realize how much power that you have to allow God to have what He wants to do in you? Actually, He's already done it already. He just wants it activated and released. But we hold, we hold the keys for that to happen by doing what His will is. And it's what? Rejoicing always, praying without ceasing, and in all things give thanks. Someone shout amen. amen. Philippians 1. Philippians 1 and verse 3. <clears throat> this is Paul's letter to the Philippians. 
And notice the way he starts it out here in verse 3. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. You know, people that do you good, you remember them. And you're grateful for them. But the people that you remember the most that are constantly on your mind are the people that have hurt you and they've done you wrong. And what people have done to you is trying to ruin your whole life. Because see, if what other people do to you can control you, then the devil has you. People think that this prayer Paul prayed here for Philippians was this real warm and cozy little prayer. But I mean, I mean, there, there were some things with these churches that these people did and said about him that were horrible. There were things in some of these churches where, that they did to him, trying to kill him, stone him, you know, accuse him of all kinds of things. And notice what he says here. I thank God upon every remembrance of you. Not for all the bad things, but for how good God is. Always and in every prayer of mine making request of you with all joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I pray that prayer right there for a lot of people a lot of time. I just pray that in so many words. What, you begin in, you, what you've begun in someone, in, specifically in someone, Lord, that you would finish that until the fullness of the day. See, the Bible's real clear that the, that the presence of God and the life that we live in God is getting brighter and brighter and brighter. Until when? Until the full day. And the full day won't be in this life. The full day was when we're face to face with Him. But it's getting brighter and brighter on this, in this world and in this life. Brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And what God, what God began in you, He's going to finish it. I'm saying you, but I'm saying everybody. But I'm saying you. But I'm saying everybody, but I'm saying you. But what God's began, what He's started in you, He's finishing it. What if that's all you ever said about someone else? See, what He began in you, He's finishing. And you, and you, and you, each of you. What if that's all you ever said about people? What God began in you, He's finishing it. When you look at somebody and you just want to shake their head, oh God, I thank you that you started something. In that. And Lord, I thank you that you're finishing it. Whew. Uncle Billy Bob is being finished. And we're going to have a great Thanksgiving. If you've never done it, how would you know if it'll work or not? Right? If you've never done it, how would you know? You've got five days. No. Right? Colossians 1. 
He who began a good work is finishing it. Colossians 1. This is Paul's letter to to this church at Colossae. Verse 3. What do he say? We give thanks. (laughs) We give thanks to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying how often? Always. Why? Because that's the will of God. And it's the will of God to give thanks. And it's the will of God to rejoice. Watch, watch all of this answered, this will of God thing being manifested in this passage of Scripture. We give thanks, which is the will of God, and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the Word of God the truth of the Gospel, which has come to you as it is also in all the world and is bringing forth fruit. Verse 9, For this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. How many statements like that do you make over people that come to your mind all the time because of how much they irritate you? How many statements like that do you make? If you say none or not many, it's because it's not that you have to, okay, i gotta, I got to write these Scriptures down and i got to say this over. No, 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 no. That's not where it starts. Where does it start? Giving thanks. It starts by you giving thanks with your mouth about how great God is. And the more you give thanks, then what will come up in your spirit on a day-to-day basis, what will come up inside of you, is giving thanks and speaking things like this over people instead of being moved by what they do and say. Because when we win this battle of thankfulness, when we win this battle, when the church wins this battle, there's nothing, there's nothing that won't evolve in our lives and there's nothing that we can't accomplish when we're thankful for the promises of God. Because why? Because now... Now, with thankfulness of all the promises of God, now we have the arsenal of the promises to work as a weapon against the weapons of the enemy. And remember, the weapons of the enemy are only deception. Everything that the enemy throws at you is deception. And the Bible's real clear that you'll walk in deception. You can hear the Word, but be deceived if you're not a doer of the Word. So you walk in deception when you're not doing and thanking God for how great He is on a day-to-day basis. Where does it start? For your feet touch the ground. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And then. And then. And then. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. And he just goes on in, in this passage right here. In praying, in verse 12, he says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints 
in light. In whom, verse 14, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our sins. Verse 12, though, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance. He's already qualified you to be a partaker of everything that rightfully belongs to you from Him. But it takes being thankful. The power of a thankful heart is what enables us to be on the receiving end of everything that God has for us. Can you say amen? Colossians 3, look at that. Colossians 3 and verse 12. <clears throat> Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another. Really, really clear about how to do it. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you were called in one body, and be thankful. He said, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing you in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with grace in your heart toward the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. There's a lot of reading here. I'm reading a lot of verses of Scripture. So it's good for you to go back and read these. But I want to make two specific points in just bringing this message to a, a place of closure today. And, and this, this series bringing it to a kind of a place of closure. Um, he said in verse 15, And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which also you were called in one body. And he said, and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Uh, Philippians 4 and verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God that passes your understanding will guard your heart and your mind. See, this title of this series, The Great State of Thankfulness, you know, having a state of mind, of being thankful and grateful is something that if you don't work on, if you don't work at it, then what has been actually set up to be released to you won't work for you. There is something that totally goes beyond every person's understanding in regards to the peace of God that is available for us, that the only way that you'll ever experience the peace of God 
is when you have a difficult situation and you submit to the will of God. What releases the peace of God in difficult times is a thankful heart going before God and thanking Him for how great He is in spite of anything else that you face. What was set up to be released into your life in times like this is the peace of God that passes your understanding. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that, that you could overcome something that, is, that, that has been heavy on your heart maybe for years and years. It doesn't make sense for you to be able to get past something or get over it. But when the peace of God comes on the scene because you release it through thankfulness, there, there is something that will happen that, and you'll say it out of your own mouth. I don't know why, but I'm at peace. I don't know why, but this person is not bothering me. I don't know why, but this Thanksgiving was the greatest Thanksgiving I ever had and Uncle Billy Bob didn't even bother me. I, I don't know why, but it's just like, man, this, it, was, it was like something was just poured over me. And there was this peace. And, and, it's, and, and, and I had a guy tell me one time that he experienced peace in a situation. And, and it was the peace of God. But he hadn't really done much for it. And actually, the peace of God is free. You just have to access it. And he experienced the peace, but he was living his life trying to come back to that place of, that tranquil place of peace that he had found in this one situation in his life. And he couldn't find it. And I tried to explain to him how you access that. It's not something that you pay for. It's something that, you know, if, 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 I, if I gave Randy, um, if I gave him 10,000 pounds of coffee beans, and I'm giving it to you, it's yours. And all you have to do is go take this big truck and put it under this silo, and if you put it under that silo, they'll unload all those coffee beans into the truck. Well, he gave it to me. I don't want to have to do the truck thing. I just, I just want the beans. So the day comes when I'm supposed to give him the beans, and he doesn't think he has to show up with the truck. And so they unload it, and it's all over the ground. After a while, animals come. And I don't know if animals like beans or not, but <clears throat> sounds like they would. And they come and eat it all up, and it all gets contaminated and whatever. And it's because, see, Randy didn't have to pay for it. All he had to do is just get the truck there to get underneath the silo to release it. So we don't have to pay for the peace of God. We just have to access it through thanksgiving. Be anxious for nothing. So every opportunity to be anxious, fretful, worried, or upset about a situation, instead of doing that, give thanks. Lord, I thank you today. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And I can do all things. I can do this thing with Uncle Billy Bob. I can do this. And today I just thank you. And Lord, I just begin to pray that what you've started in him, you're bringing to a place of completion. And you know what? A lot of times, a lot of times, what I've found through the years, the people that I've had issues with, a lot of it had to do with me. They didn't have as big an issue with me as I had with them. See, I thought it was all them. But God reveals to you, no, a lot of it has to do with you. So instead of just praying that God will complete what he started in Uncle Billy Bob, pray it over yourself first. 
Lord, what you started in me, I thank you for completing it. Let, let me see the good in Uncle Billy Bob. Let me see the good in people instead of, you know, the, the, the bad. Let, let me, Lord, just let my eyes be open to see these things. And the more you do that, and the more thankful you are, and the more grateful you are, the more it opens up the door for the peace of God that causes things to happen that don't make sense. You know how many times I'm, I'm counting right now how many times going through the Bible, I mean, there, some of them are repeat stories, but I'm counting how many times that Jesus made this statement, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. I mean, I don't know how many times it is. I'm counting them. I'll let you know when I have them all counted. But he said it in most situations where things happened in people's lives, that's what he said. Your faith has made you whole. Well, I'll tell you this, you're not going to have faith in nothing, and you're not going to have faith just in air. You're going to have faith in what someone said, and then you believe it can come to pass for you. And so when you go before and you ask God and you thank Him for healing in your body, and you hear these words, your faith has made you whole because you begin to thank God for the promise. By His stripes we're healed. He sent his word and he healed us and delivered us. Lord, I thank you that that's true and I choose not to be moved by how my body feels. I choose not to be moved by how things appear to be. I choose to be moved by what your word says. Then the peace comes over you and, and, and so does manifestation. Well, but you know, I tried that once, but it just didn't work. But see, we don't try it. We develop it. We work at it. We stay with it until it works for us. And to me, that's the key to living in this great state of gratitude. It's the key to understanding that thankfulness and gratitude is a weapon. And it's the key in every situation to see prayers that are just not just thrown out there, but prayers that are directed with power that get results because of this attitude of gratitude that we have in our hearts. This attitude of gratitude that we have about how great that God is. You know, you're not, we're, not, we're not thanking God trying to get God to do something. Well, if I say it enough, then God's going to do it for me. No, God's already done it for you. Did you hear me? God's already done everything that He's going to do for you. Now, what we're doing is thanking Him and the more I thank Him, the more I'm believing that it's already there. And in the thankfulness comes the peace of God that comes the results of God. Peace is the proof of the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. It's the proof. And when the peace of God rules in my heart, and I'm not moved by what I see, what I feel, I'm not emotionally moved, tossed back and forth, it's because... I've spent the time doing what the will of God is, rejoicing always, praying without ceasing, and in all things, giving thanks. Can you say amen? amen. We have so much to be thankful and grateful for. Yes? I'm telling you folks today, we have so much to be grateful for. And all the rest of this week and leading up to Thanksgiving, don't stop, but beyond this week, let, 
what this month has represented in thankfulness and gratefulness. Let this month continue to be a part of your life from here on out. That you never lose this and that it becomes your state of mind. I don't look at the bad, I don't look at the negative in people. I choose to find the good. And that's what I'm going to focus on and that's what's going to come out of my mouth and that's what I'm, I'm going to allow to rule my life. And as I do that, there's no end to what we can have in God. Can you say amen?